everyone. It's Evelyn, your host of Now I Get It, today's entertainment business news in five minutes or less. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how, yes, Elon Musk is going through with his Twitter deal, but how the most interesting, intriguing, and concerning update from this recent news is actually the powerful and cringy group of enablers that he surrounded himself with that reveal a lot about this whole Twitter deal in general and how business of the rich and famous is actually done. By the end of this episode, you'll also be able to say, now I get it. Last week, Elon Musk's representatives notified Twitter that he intends to move forward with the deal. And not just that, but he's okay with the terms, subject, and price that they had agreed on. The caveat to this deal is that Twitter will drop their lawsuit against Elon Musk. The thing with Twitter's lawsuit was that they had sued Elon Musk back when he tried to back out this summer from the deal. Twitter was like, uh-uh-uh, we had an ironclad contract where you agreed to buy us for $54.20 a share, valuing the company at $44 billion. Elon Musk at the time was saying, oh, there's too many bots. This isn't what I signed up for. And as a result, the trial for the lawsuit was actually going to start on October 17th, just in a week or so. However, the inner workings of having a trial start in a week or so meant that Two weeks ago, the court published a slew of Elon Musk's personal texts about the deal because this is evidence used in the lawsuit. The messages range from Elon Musk getting cold feet due to the war in Ukraine and a worsening global economic situation to even a interesting and curious anonymous email that Elon Musk's lawyer received back in May. People are thinking it was from former Twitter exec, security head, Peter Zatko. But back in the summer, Peter Zatko was actually a whistleblower on Twitter talking about how Twitter had serious security lapses. And some believe that, and if it was indeed Peter Zatko who had anonymously flagged this to Elon, this was further proof to Elon to make him feel that he didn't want to go through with the deal. When diving into this recent news, I think the cringiest and most revealing part is how out of touch Elon's inner circle is and how they, oh, just happen to be some of the world's biggest, richest, or most powerful people in society. The text messages between Elon and some of the rich and powerful, such as Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison, Gail King, Oprah's bestie, even Joe Rogan, they're so casual. They're so flippant. But most of all, they're supportive. Which makes me feel that the media was really unfair to label Elon as this crazy guy who wants to buy Twitter. When you look at these texts, these texts that got revealed just show how many people were fawning over him, sucking up to him, and just overall enabling Elon to think that he was doing the right thing, empowered to do so, and deserved to do so by buying Twitter. It almost makes it feel like he wasn't going through this alone. And yet when the media attacked Elon Musk, The media didn't realize that so many people were secretly supporting Elon and rooting him on behind the scenes, giving him a false sense of ego and security. There's a handful of super interesting text messages, uh, one of them being with Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison, where he said that he would be willing to help Elon invest to take Twitter private. Elon texted Larry Ellison back asking roughly what dollar size. Larry Ellison texts back a billion dot 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 or whatever you recommend. (laughs) Casual, right? Gail King texted Elon calling him buying Twitter a gangsta move and asked him multiple times to come get interviewed on CBS Morning Show, which Elon actually, funny enough, completely ignored. Joe Rogan texted him talking about, I really hope you get Twitter. If you do, we should throw a hell of a party. Riot Games 
the video game company president, Mark Merrill, texted Elon, you are the hero Gotham needs. Hell effing yes. I mean, do you blame the guy for having the ego that he does when you have powerful people texting you this? The most interesting text exchange that actually made me have empathy for Elon Musk was with angel investor Jason Calacanis. Anyway, in real life, Jason was actually texting a lot of separate people trying to whip up public investments to help Elon Musk's acquisition. Elon Musk texted him, Morgan Stanley and Jared think you're using our friendship not in a good way. This makes it seem like I'm desperate. Please stop. Jason wrote back, only ever want to support you. This actually, I think, makes Elon Musk look really good. This shows that he understands boundaries. He's very self-aware of his image. And he's very self-aware of how the media and the public are seeing his acquisition. And that Elon isn't unhinged and actually wanted this to be as legitimate as possible at the time before he actually got cold feet over the summer. Anyway, these texts just show me that it makes sense that Elon went so hard back in April with wanting to buy the company. Like I said, can you blame him when you have the world's rich and powerful supporting you like this? And then only after doing his due diligence later on over the summer did he realize, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. But we've all been caught up when our friends egg us on and, you know, push us to do something that maybe we're thinking of but not quite ready to do yet. I mentioned at the top of the podcast that in the bigger scope, it's just so scary how casual investing works in Silicon Valley. It's still such a boys club and a network of just powerful people. It's just a handful of powerful people making sweeping decisions that will affect many. No strategic thought or analysis mentioned at all in these text messages, by the way. If anything, these text messages make everyone else look worse and make Elon look actually relatable. Well, since today's Monday, I wanted to share what I was watching this past weekend. I was watching a lot of Rami on Hulu. Gosh, that show is so smart and has so many layers to it. I also caught up with the new House of Dragon, finally an episode that I actually enjoyed this week. And I was watching the F1 Japan Grand Prix in Suzuka. That's it for today's episode, everyone. I hope you learned a little and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.